darkness beginning to move over the face of the land. So when we get to 2024 now, what am I seeing in 2024? I'm seeing the same thing. And I don't want to be a pessimist because I don't believe that we can walk uh, with the Lord the way he wants us to be united with him in, in, in being overwhelmed or in defeat. But on the other hand, we have to face reality and we have to connect with him in the present reality, which requires more grace. You know, the Bible says where sin abounds, grace abounds all the more. Mm -hmm. And so I just feel like a greater grace is needed and will be needed in the inner man of God's people to be able to transcend and ascend the winds of darkness that we're presently facing and which will continue to face in the earth even more fiercely. And so mm -hmm. as we get into 2024, I can talk more about that, but that's a general opening comment. Yeah. Well, let's, let's take a few minutes and, and touch more about 2024. I mean, that's, that's one of the reasons that we're, that we're here is to talk about what it is that God's saying. And um, I, I think you kind of touched the surface there, but I'd like to go a little bit, a little bit deeper because I know that the, I know it's there. Okay. Well, first of all, I would like to say that for credibility purposes, I've been teaching this and preaching this for many years, exactly what I'm sharing right now. A lot of times we were just hearing all these, you know, prophetic voices and they were just talking about all the good things that are going to happen. You know, the end times revival, the last days revival. And it was all positive, positive, positive. Some people were even practicing numerology. You know, 2022 is going to be the year of whatever. 2021 mm -hmm. is going to be the year of whatever. 2020 is going to be the year of perfect eyesight, you know, 2020 vision. And all these positive words. I never was on any of those bandwagons. I was always pro prophesying and teaching the same thing that I'm speaking right now, because what I'm speaking right now, it's not only something that I feel in my spirit. It's something that's in God's word. Mm -hmm. You know, Paul said in 2 Timothy chapter 3, 1, he said, Realize this, in the last days, difficult times will come. When we look at Yeshua's words, at Jesus's words in Luke 21 and Matthew 24, when the apostles and disciples were asking him, tell us, when, when, when will be the end of the age and the signs of your coming? When will be the signs of your coming and the end of the age? He began to list all the things that would be happening on earth. Wars, rumors of wars, pestilence, earthquake, people's love growing cold, people betraying one another, uh, lawlessness increased, hatred, all these things that we're seeing right now. Jesus told us these things would happen as we approached his return. And he said that when we see these things, we should know that our redemption mm -hmm. is near. And so I'm just speaking straight down the pike truth right now, which I've been speaking for many, many years, that we need to get ready to face difficult times. And we can face difficult times and we can still live in victory. But in order to live in victory, we need to get strong. And the only way to get strong is to utterly depend on God to utterly depend on God for everything and to feed ourselves daily with his word and the fellowship of his people. And mm -hmm. through that, we can get a, 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 um, such a, a, an impartation of the resurrection of Messiah that we can live in victory. And Daniel told us 
that in these last days, many of God's people would be overwhelmed and overcome. But he said, some will shine like the stars and lead many to righteousness. So we can prevail, but we need to be prepared that things are not going to get better. They're going to get worse. Now, there may be some respites in there. There may be some short periods of respites. I mean, it could be in a political situation, for example, that we may see in 2024. I'm not predicting we will. I'm just simply saying that I'm making an allowance for the fact that depending on who is in government, there may be some seasons of respite uh, that would kind of slow down the pace that we're presently in right now, this quick trajectory into, into lawlessness and value systems that are anti-kingdom. But even if there's a respite because of a change in government or whatever, it still is not going to change the overall downward trajectory into darkness. And one of the reasons that this is so is because of the principle of chaos. Mm. One, one of the devil's primary manifestations, in other words, if you look at the essence of darkness and what is being transmitted from darkness, one of the primary transmissions of darkness is chaos. And the reason one of the primary transmissions of darkness uh, is chaos, John, is because chaos breaks everything down and its fruit is destruction. Mm. And so you look right now at what has happened in the earth and you can really describe it as chaos. You know, we could start we could start back with really uh, you know, to trace to trace kind of this quick trajectory, this quick fall. And we can talk about moral darkness spreading into the family, spreading into all types of addictions, now spreading into people not even agreeing, you know, on the most basic things. So we have all this kind of chaos going on in every sphere. So you look, for example, where where a lot of this quick trajectory began to fall. It really was, and this is a bit of a controversial statement, but it's true. When we when we accepted the pill, the birth control pill, as something that was just like I can say for myself, when I, I was a believer when I got married and my wife was on the pill, we didn't even think anything about it, mm -hmm. to be honest with you. Now I definitely would. But at the time it was just like it was such a mainstream you know, mindset, yeah, you know, you, you take the pill that we just didn't really think it through. But when I think about it now and think about what is the result of such an easy way to be able to have sexual relations? Number one, it, it, it takes sanctity out of sex because mm -hmm. so many people, you know, they take the pill, they're not married, and it's just a way for them to enjoy sex without the risk of becoming pregnant. And, and birth control began really to take sanctity out of out of sex and it began to um, diminish the sanctity of human life that eventually led not only to a sexual um, revolution downward where people just began to enjoy sex as part of enjoyment rather than looking at it as something sacred that was preserved for marriage which threw everything out of i mean that's caused such havoc in society such mm -hmm. a destruction in families and people's identity you know not people got married first thing they're doing they're comparing themselves to their spouse's previous sexual partners mm -hmm. you know was i as uh, enjoyable forgive me you know as, as him or her you know it just has created such insecurity and breakdown in relationship and marriage and society from there it spiraled into um abortion you know, if we could take the pill, what about abortion? That just further separated people in their conscience from the value of human life. And when men's conscience gets seared, it's seared to God and to mm. the Holy Spirit. 
So abortion has played a huge role in severing the population from the witness of the Holy Spirit in their life. And then we had the introduction of the internet. And obviously, I mean, it's an unbelievable blessing. I mean, like something, you know, is broken. You don't know how to operate something. What do you do? You go on Google, you can figure out almost anything. Unbelievable. But on the other hand, how much of our psyche and our soul no longer is dwelling at peace inside us. We're connected to the pseudo reality of cyberspace. You know, we wake up in the morning. The first thing we do, you know, we look at our phones, we get on the Internet, you know, all day long, the phone's going off. You know, it's taken people out of the ability to be sensitive to what's going on inside them. Mm-hmm. To the Holy Spirit's inner witness who is inside us because we're too connected to something outside us. Yeah. And, then the, and then the same demon that took us out of ourselves by drawing us into the cyber reality through Internet space. That same demon has now reprogrammed people's minds so that they believe a lie because they've been programmed by disinformation and misinformation that's come to them through the Internet. So all this is producing mass chaos Mm. and it's going to blow up. And that's where we're going. Wow. So what do we as believers do about that? As we're wrapping this up, what do we do? What's our action that we can start taking? Thank you, my friend. Well, let me answer that question two ways. First, I'm going to answer it in a prophetic experience that I had, and then I'm going to answer it through the word. So the first thing I would say was um, sometime back, we had a movement that you and I, I think spoke of. It was called Taking the Rainbow Back, where I was mm-hmm. encouraging God's people to come together in unity to stand for righteousness in the earth, to not let the LGBTQ agenda roll over the church as the church is silent. We need to speak out and speak up for the sake of being lights in the earth and the salt of the world, and also to be able to offer hope to people that are struggling with LGBTQ issues and are looking for a way out. So we went through that movement, and it was like a four-month process, and I really gave it my all. I mean, I did so many interviews. I invested Mm -hmm. so fully into that. And then we got to the end of that journey, which culminated – um, and it was like uh, in, on July 28th, I believe it was. And um, right after that movement culminated with a, with, a, with a weekend that we had planned on July 28th, I believe was the date. I, I, I was kind of lost a little bit after that because I had been so invested in this for months. And now we just kind of completed the lap. We completed the circle. Everything that we had planned to do with this taking the rainbow back strategy was completed. Mm. And so now that it was completed, it was a little bit like postpartum depression. I wasn't I wasn't depressed, but it's just like, well, what do I do now? You know, I've given birth here. You know, I'm, I've yeah. you know, I've done this thing. Where, where do I go? here? So I was just feeling a little bit like out of sorts, like like trying to find my bearing. What should I do now? I didn't really have a new goal. I didn't really have a new focus. And so I came down to my prayer room one morning. And I laid down on my couch there and I and I put some beautiful worship music on. And I was, as I was laying in my couch, I went into like a dreamlike trance state. And in this dreamlike trance state, an angel, and I've never seen an angel before in my life. I had heard angels before hmm. on two occasions in my life, but I'd never seen an angel in my life. So as I'm laying on my couch, 
right after the taking the rainbow back movement had ended. And I'm kind of like, what do I do now? Well, I'm just kind of feeling lost. Like, what's the next inspiration? Where do I go from here? I'm laying on my couch, listening to this worship music. I go into like a dreamlike trans state, John, and an angel walks into my prayer room. Now, the angel did not look like any other angel that I heard described before. He was like an average looking man in height, in height. He was a black man. He had black skin, like an African man's skin. He was dressed completely in green. And it, it wasn't like a pants and shirt. It looked more like a riding hood type of, a, a, hmm. of an outfit. And he had a, a green hoodie on. And he came down to where I was laying on my couch and right where I'm laying on my couch, there's a, there's a, there's a coffee table there. And the angel took this Bible and the Bible that he, that he, that he was carrying was also clothed in green. It had like a, a green Bible co covering over it. Yeah. Yeah. So the angel took the Bible. He, he laid it on my coffee table right next to where I was, you know, sleeping, dreaming in this translite vision state. And he then covered it up really daintily in that bi green Bible cover. I mean, it was already on there, but he, you know, just straightened it out, you know, like he'd straighten out sheets on a bed, make sure it was all covered real daintily. And then the experience was over and I woke up. Hmm. I was like, man, that, I mean, and I could hear the music playing from, you know, from my, from, you know, as you came into my room. And it was just like I was being ministered to. By such incredible beauty hmm. from the Lord. I mean, it was such a beautiful, marked experience. And so I woke up and I just like, wow. And I was so thankful mm -hmm. that the Lord had just spoke to me because remember, I was feeling kind of lost. Like, what do I do next? And the Lord was telling me the way I, the way I intuited what just happened was the Lord was telling me, just stay in my word. Mm -hmm. You don't need to know about what project is next. You don't need to know what to do next. You don't need to be concerned about anything right now. I just want you to focus on one thing. I just want you to stay in my word. Remember, the angel took the Bible, laid yeah. it really daintily on my thing. So your answer, the question to the answer, what do we do? The first thing that I'd like to just state is we need to stay and become even more grounded in God's word. And I want to close just by saying this, and then we can continue on here. But, you know, Paul said that bodily discipline is profitable. But he said spiritual discipline is even more profitable. And that's something today that I don't think is stressed enough, that we need to be spiritually disciplined to be able to be doing certain um, things in our life that will help us grow in the Lord and having a disciplined regiment of reading the scriptures, even if it's just a chapter a day from the old and a chapter a day from the new is, you know, and, and reading a little bit of scripture or Bible study or devotional before you go to bed. I mean, this is our lifeline. The word of God is what we live by. So the first thing I'd say is people need to get into God's word, stay in God's word, and they need to be, we need to be disciplined by it, about it. Mm -hmm. Wow. Get in God's word and stay in his word. I mean, it's as simple as that. And as the Bible talks about in even the book of Revelation, as we read it, there is a blessing with that. And so as we're looking at the end times uh, as, that are approaching fast, uh, faster and faster every day, there is a blessing that comes from spending time in the word of God and 
be in studying to show yourself approved, but to study and to stay in the word of God. Rabbi Kurt Schneider, it's great to have you here to talk about what it is that God is saying about 2024 and beyond, uh, but also what do we as believers need to do about it? Thank you so much for being here today and sharing. God bless you, brother. I love you. Thank you for your spirit. Thank you for your love. Thank you for my blessing, my friend. And uh, may God continue to give you open doors and charisma open doors for the huge distribution uh, outlet that you have and that has been established over all these years during these times, because now more than ever, we need cutting edge breakthrough awards from the Lord. And uh, we need to be connected to uh, the prophetic in the church, as well as just simply being grounded in the written word of God. Amen. Thank you very much.